This is the former and five-time world Madden champ, Jordan 13-8, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. It is Saturday, October 15th, 2022, 8 a.m. sharp podcast, 115. Holy shit, it snowed yesterday. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I'm one of the host. This is the Garlic Johnson. We are joined as almost always by the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. Um, we've got the Discord out there. You can participate. Hidden uh, hoodpod.fm or Jesus Christ, anchor.fm slash hoodpod slash message. You can leave us voicemails. Um, segment start times down in the description below. And uh, thank you at Levi Oki for all the beautiful illustration. Josh, you're back, baby. Yeah. What uh, what kept you away? Because I really, because obviously, I mean, you've never been a man to listen back to the pod, so I should have known better. But you didn't hear about it from Nikita either, I guess. I so I did a podcast with some other people on Tuesday, and I didn't address the fact that you were gone until like fifty minutes in. So no, why okay. why were you gone? I was no under the weather, and I was afraid that my uh, the the illness that was. Uh, overtaking me would prevent me from fully investing my time and energy into the product we'd like to uh, create. And there was a strong possibility that midway through our uh, so-called product, um, I would have to make a mad dash to a different room of the home to expel um, demons. Ah, so you didn't want to become a fellow poopy boy. Uh, correct. Uh, that is that is correct. Um, but no, I mean... It, Overall, looking back on it, you know, hindsight's 30-30. Could have probably made it work, but I just didn't want to risk uh, putting out an inferior product. Hey, I mean, we saw what happened at 2-0. Okay, we saw how they're handling Teddy now. We want to be absolutely careful here, Josh. We don't want you going out there just, uh, you know, trotting little turds onto the field. We don't want nothing running down your leg. It's all about your personal health, you know. Better safe than sorry these days. Yeah, and I'm not fancy enough to have a cart like DK, so... Exactly, um, but all right. So you're you're back. You're feeling good. Your BH has healed. Yeah, I mean, still got to watch what I eat a little bit. Still living off a pretty bland diet because I tried eating some raisin canes, chicken fingers last night. But oh, uh, brother, um, after after the thirteenth or fourteenth, my <laughs> tummy tummy got a little rumbly. Um, but no, I only had three. And and uh, but yeah, just you know, got to got to be careful. Food's not sitting too well right now. But um, how are you, Gar? You know, Josh, I'm doing good. Again, waking up yesterday, seeing fucking snow on the ground. That was a bit alarming. I'll be honest. Uh, we're not ready for that. Obviously, it didn't stay. We're not in the climate or the temperate just yet that the snow's going to be sticking and being inconvenient. But what are we doing snowing on October 14th? It looks like it hit the cities harder than here, honestly. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I wasn't... Uh wasn't too upset. I like the snow. I mean, I, I was a little bit kind of like, because it was the first day that I had to drive into work in a while. Sure. Um, but at the same time, it was fine. I uh, woke up at four because Kaya had to go outside and go potty. Um, and so I let her out um, and it was snowing. And I was just, the second I opened the door, I was like, I'm never going to get these dogs back inside. But uh, Not the thankfully, they, <laughs> thankfully, they both came running back in after like, you know, after they did their business. So I was grateful for that. Um, I think Kai is maturing. Um, it was her birthday yesterday, so she's five. Holy! So, yeah, yeah. Nope she's she's a five year old dog, um, and so she's she's maturing. Uh, she's you know investing in in stocks and 
Um, he's she's got that four hundred one k going. Gotcha. All right. Well, glad to hear things are going well. Um, I saw we got a we got a party coming up. Asher's going to be turning one. That's nuts. We can talk about that more later, or not in a later show. I should say as we get closer. But holy shit, Asher's already been on the planet for a year. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. Um, I'm not ready. Kind of. He's yeah. We're 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 pushing for him to start getting a job, but he's kind of a bum. Um, God, we need, need better parenting. Yeah, no, he's he's he. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough. I mean, not not a lot of companies want to take somebody serious that you know still poops their pants. <laughs> Josh says this. He's wearing a diaper on the way to work on Friday. <laughs> um, all right, let's. No, hop no, in. it was never that bad. <laughs> let's hop into some start sit, shall we? Not to yeah. be confused with uh, start and shit, which is what you were doing all week. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, Josh. How did we do last week? Uh, last week, I think we're on a trend of just three out of five passing grade. Um, this week, though, when we went the, three out of five, we the got three a positive fifths compromise. Oh yeah, um, we got a plus one point seven. Um, only really two players killed us, and one player really killed us. Um, but that is uh, not necessarily a big deal. Um, overall, we're fifteen out of twenty-five for a positive thirty-five point three five. So if you had been listening to us, you would be in a positive. Um, and so this week, I've got. Um, a few more for us. Um, once again, using that uh, Narful.com Games Accuracy Challenge that I've been participating in. No big deal. Top 10, 1,000. Um, <laughs> top 1,000? That's pretty good. Top 10,000, I mean. Um, but oh. uh, um, this week, we got Old Dogs, Quarterbacks. Got Matt Stafford versus Aaron Rodgestown. Um, Stafford's going up against Carolina at home, and Rodgers is going against the New York Jets at home. Um I figured, you know, both of them, not necessarily, Stafford's been struggling. Rodgers is, you know, he hasn't been struggling per se, but he just has, you know, he starts hot and then he'll fizzle out quick. So, um, Guard, do you have any strong opinions one way or another? Uh, well, first of all, you know, no one really talks about it much. Stafford is 34 fucking years old, dude. Stafford's agent. Um, I know it doesn't yeah, feel like it, but... Um... I mean, Stafford has been has only gone over eleven points one week this year. Stafford is wholly disappointing. I don't care if they're playing Carolina necessarily. Um, I guess because Atlanta and Arizona. I guess yeah, Arizona's not really known for their world beating defense. Atlanta is the one time he did go over eleven points. So I guess maybe Stafford could get somewhere like fifteen points. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, he's been over fifteen every week, but. <laughs> At week one, uh, week one at Minnesota, shout out. Um, but I think Rodgers certainly has the safer floor here. Maybe Matt Stafford could boom against a terrible uh, Carolina team, but I'd prefer to go the safe route probably and give me Rodgers with you know a probably sixteen points. He's been extremely consistent. Not a lot of touchdowns this, or not a lot of uh, key more interceptions this year than not. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, last year he started off like that too, where he had like three interceptions in the first four weeks. And then um, he finished with like four, three or four. So um, he does that, it seems. Um, but yeah, I'd say Rodgers is probably the safer floor there. Um, at home against a disappointing loss to New York, um, where he's kind of, I don't know, you know, he, he wasn't necessarily to blame, uh, but he didn't do himself any favors at the end. Um, so I would say, yeah, Rodgers is probably safe, but hopefully coming out for some anger. Um, anger of, um, of revenge against that New York, a New York team that plays in the same stadium um, as the other New York team. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I would say Rodgers in this situation. All right, we're both going Rodgers for the floor. 
even recognizing, I don't want to hear it, Al, about who could be, you know, go fuck yourself, Al. Uh, moving on, next we've got kind of the, you know, they started the year down the death chart, but they are, they have now been thrust into the starting role for one reason or another, so they're the backup no mores. we got Jeff Wilson um, playing at Atlanta, and we've got Kenneth Walker the third or Kenneth Walker Jr., one of the two, playing the third. versus Arizona at home. Josh, who are you feeling here? Jeff Wilson out of North Texas, Ken Walker out of Michigan State. What are they going to do? Um, they're going to run the ball. Um, so I, I guess at this point, they're they're both kind of a toss-up in my mind. Um, Ken Walker obviously had a really long run last week. Um, Seattle's offense has actually looked surprisingly good um, this season so far. Um, Jeff Wilson, you know, he's he had some burst when I watched hit their game last week going up against a struggling Atlanta defense. Um, and so... I guess to be honest, it's it's um, I'm leaning um, Ken or uh, Jeff Wilson just because of you know kind of he's had that starting role. They're going up against Atlanta, um, and so it's not necessarily it's you know out of the division where Ken Walker's playing in the division, um, and so I would say you know that's kind of where I'm leaning. I think that Jeff Wilson is going to get the ball a little bit more in the passing game, um, whereas Ken Walker he's not necessarily known as a pass catcher, um, and so that's kind of I'm leaning Jeff Wilson in this one. Sure, I'll lean Jeff Wilson with you as well. I mean, you say he'll get involved in the passing game. Over the last two weeks, he only has one reception. Uh, but I, I uh, hear yeah, we- more likely than Ken Walker. Sure. Uh, I, I guess, I yeah, if we're thinking, again, I think Jeff Wilson certainly has the safer floor. He's put up double digits since he's been the starter. Obviously, Kenny Walker is just coming into his own here in this first week as a starter. He did put up double digits last week. Um you know, Kenneth Walker has the bigger boom factor. So, Al, if you want to play Kenneth Walker, you go for it. But um, I'd prefer Jeff Wilson, I guess. I'm, I'm starting Jeff Wilson in one of my leagues. So, And you went 8-0 last week. So, yeah, we're going Jeff Wilson. I'm the expert. Um, just a little sidebar on this one. Um, I kind of, you know, with Ken Walker, um, I'm a little disappointed because in the Deflate These Balls League, if Damian Pierce wasn't on a bye, I would have started all three rookie running backs I just drafted. But can't win all them right. all. next week. Um, actually, it's going to have to be one of these weeks because uh, I don't have any other running backs on my team. Uh, but yeah, uh, moving on. What can Brown do for you, Gar? We've got Marquise Brown at Seattle versus AJ Brown versus Dallas. Two Browns that we were uh, down on in the beginning of the season, but they've seemed to turn it around and uh, brought the A game to town. Which Brown do you want? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a little bit of crow on my face. I I expected the demise of Hollywood, and he has been lighting it up in terms of fantasy. Week one started a little slow, only six targets for four receptions, but then he's had 11 targets, 17 targets, 11 targets, and 10 targets. Um, So he is certainly getting lots of volume. We will see what the world looks like once D-Hop comes back, once the nuke is uh, nuking. But, um, you know, I think Marquise Brown has been more consistent than A.J. Brown. And he's also, um, yeah, I mean, he, has, he hasn't had less than double-digit targets since week one. Whereas A.J. Brown, he's had 13 targets, 8 targets, 10 targets. In the last two weeks, he's only had 7 targets each for 5. You know, I mean, he's had 10 receptions week one, then 5 receptions, 5 receptions, 5 receptions, and 3 receptions. So, I mean, Hollywood seems like the much smarter play. Um, but I don't know. Maybe you know something I don't, Josh. Nope, I don't. Um, I would go with um, Hollywood just because I think that um, 
Um, like you said, he has been um, proving us wrong because we were both kind of down on him. Um, AJ Brown, I think I was a little bit indifferent on. I did say that I didn't think he'd do as well as he is doing. Uh, so I will admit that. But um, I do think that just with how um, it's been trending in the past few weeks, AJ Brown's been on the not on the downswing, but he hasn't been getting the targets he, he usually has just because the run game's so strong. Um, and so I would go with Marquise Brown as well. All right, Josh, next we got uh, a couple tight ends. Um, pretty simple here. We got Taysom Hill, who is basically a fantasy cheat code when he goes off, but it's hard to predict. And then we got, and he's going up against Cincinnati, the defending Super Bowl losers. And then we've got Dallas Goddard playing versus Dallas. Who do you like in the tight end slot? Neither. No, um, I... Fuck him. <laughs> it- in Hidden Oaks, I've got Taysom going. Uh, he was still a waiver last week, so or this week, so I managed to get him because of my waiver priority being uh, uh, one or something close to that. Um, Why, Josh? So, Why is your waiver priority so high? Well, let's just say I, I, I have been getting a little unlucky the last few weeks. I thought you were the, un- the only undefeated and... head-to-head team. What happened? Well, you know, things. Um, and so I would... I. You know, but then I also Goddard does get plenty of targets. Dallas, um, their defense, I, I'm not too sure on. Um, they're uh, I'm trying to find it here, but I can't because I'm lazy. Um, so I would say um, I'll listen to your arguments and see if that helps sway me either way. Uh, just because, like you said, the Taysom has the boom, Goddard has the targets. Yeah, I mean, so t- uh, <coughs> excuse me. Dallas has been Dallas Goddard. That is has been pretty consistent. Um, at least in the target game, he's gotten uh, an average of five. Just about he went four, six, four, six, and then nine last week against Arizona. Which Arizona a bit more of a shootout game versus. I mean, Detroit was a shootout game. I guess not that anyone expected it to be, but he's had three, five, three, five, and eight receptions. So he's definitely averaging that four to five receptions. A little higher now at that eight last week. Um, so I mean, Dallas Goddard has a very safe floor. He's currently tight end five, which I. Didn't expect him to be at this point this year i thought he would be the number three target and it seems like there's been enough for if anything it seems like last week aj brown was the odd guy out with devonta smith and dallas goddard getting plenty of work that being said Taysom hill obviously we can't i can't just sit here and go over his stats because it's not like he has anything consistent at all but as long as Jameis has been at it definitely seems like with andy dalton as the starter they want Taysom hill more involved in the game we saw that um with minnesota and definitely last week at seattle so I think with Jameis Winston out yet again, Andy Dalton as the starter, I think Taysom Hill should have a safe floor. I'm going to predict now he should have a safe floor of at least 10 fantasy points. Um, I'm guessing he gets some sort of touchdown in there, you know, rocks off some sort of big run. Dude is making plays. So, I mean, I think they're both good fantasy starts. But this week... Um, you know, all right, I shouldn't say this week, but in this position, I know I've, I've been taking the floor earlier. I would swing Taysom Hill just because, I mean, you're probably, unless you drafted Kelsey or Andrews, you're hoping for a boomer bust out of your tight end position, anyways. So I would play Taysom Hill over Dallas Goddard because that boom could be big. Otherwise, they'll probably finish about the same. So yeah, I think, I should I, say, I, I think the floor is the same. I think, that, yeah, I think that the Dalton factor is the big one there. So Dalton plays, put in Taysom if Dalton, well, and Dalton is playing. Um, but if it were to be Winston, we'd probably go Goddard. Is that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's, um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with Taysom on that one. Um, this next one I've got, uh, I labeled as some poor souls team because this could honestly be somebody's starting lineup. Um, it's going to be two wide receivers, a running back and a tight end. Um, and, and, and it's uh, George Kittle at Atlanta. 
Alec Pierce versus Jacksonville, Tyler Boyd at New Orleans, or Mike Boone at the Chargers. It's four names, four players that, you know, if you got bitten by injury bugs, could be your starters, which is unfortunate. Um, I know where I'm leaning. Gar, I want to see if you're on the same page as me. So would you like to kick us off with, uh, with your gut reaction? I mean, I'm sure you're leaning Alec Pierce, but to just go here player by player, I just want to get my prediction out of the way. Uh, George Kittle, we, you and I definitely thought that he would be kind of booming with Jimmy G back. Obviously, he's got the snap share there. He's the fucking starting tight end now that he's not injured anymore, but he's had four fantasy points, three fantasy points, and five fantasy points, you know, five, four, and six targets. Um, he's been pretty disappointing, pretty lackluster so far. The Denver defense can be kind of, kind of tough. The Rams haven't been what they used to be. Carolina defense certainly, I don't think, is known for being that tough they're playing atlanta this week so certainly the easiest matchup they've maybe had uh, but i don't think you can start kittle in a flex um he's currently the tight end 45 in standard the tight end 35 in ppr that is depressing uh whereas alec pierce last week i mean it's kind of it's kind of hard note to know what to do with this guy but he has targets have been going up he had five in week three six in week four nine targets in week five last week against denver uh, for three receptions four receptions and eight receptions it certainly seems like he is becoming that number two target for maddie ice not that maddie ice is doing any fucking good um his snap percentage has been going up as well 45 and 44 so about the same and then 60 snap percentage last week so alec pierce certainly seems to be trending up and jacksonville has been a tough defense this year it's another division game though so those can always be wonky tyler boyd i never love like kind of the third receiving options on teams if i can help it um he's only had ooh, five receptions the last two weeks hasn't had double digit fantasy points since week three so i would just kind of an- avoid tyler boyd and then mike boone um we thought he would be this receiving back. He's had three carries and seven carries over the last two weeks. And he's only had three targets in the last, you know, I guess Indy would have been his first game as, as the primary backup. He only got the three targets, though. He's pretty efficient with those targets. Ran for, four, or, you know, 30, 47 receiving yards, so about, you know, 15 yards a pop. But he, had, he wasn't that receiving back option against Indy. Um, the Chargers have been giving up a lot to rushers, but I don't know. If I'm picking between the four, I would pick Alec Pierce over Boone. If I had to rank them, I'd probably go Pierce, Boone, Kittle, Boyd. That's actually the exact ranking that I would have had for him. So, um, yeah, Pierce, I, I like him just because of, like you said, the trends that have been going on. It seems Matt Ryan trusts him, throws the ball to him a lot, and he makes amazing catches. Um, he caught one ball with his peepee, uh, which was pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> and so um, I would lean I would lean Alec Pierce in this one. Um, and so just because, you know, the Jacksonville, the Jags, I think they, they shut out Indy last time. And so I think that I'm trying to pull it up real quick here. So I'm trying to stall. Um, But yeah, so the weather's doing great. Um, Yeah, and Jackson, last or in week two against Jacksonville, he didn't play. So um, I think that maybe they'll um, utilize him a little bit and uh, see if they can't get things rolling with him. So I would would lean Pierce in this one. But yeah, Boone was a, a second for me. Gotcha. All right. Well, those are those are our start sits. Uh, we don't have anyone in the chat or anything, so we can't give any live ones. Um, fucking Daryl Henderson, piece of shit, sitting on my bench. What about the what about the B Rob breakout game? Let's talk about that real quick before we move on. How do we feel about B Rob? Heart Rob. Um, he is. Um, well, what I mean, watching watching it, he it looked like he was trying to be patient, and then there were times where he was patient, and then he hesitated to get through a hole. 
Um, he did get a touchdown, and that touchdown, a lot of you could call it a fluke because it come at, came after a muffed punt. Um, it, but it seemed like they wanted to get him that ball. Uh, Carson Wentz laid his body on the line like he usually does just to try and get him that extra few <laughs> yards, which led to that touchdown. He sure um, did. Laid out to Roquan Smith, dude. Yeah, to the detriment of Roquan Smith's ego. Um, <laughs> but I do think that, um, I mean, overall, you saw what you wanted to see with him where he got, you know, 19 carries. He looked... He looked solid at times. Um, he didn't have like the, he had a couple decent runs of 10 plus yards, but, um, you know, then um, Gibson came in and he had a pretty efficient uh, carry whenever he took care of the ball, um, which you don't want to see because you want to see him struggle so, the peer, or so Robinson gets more opportunities. Uh, but at the, at the same time, you know, he, um, Gibson definitely um, has taken a backseat to him. So, and even McKissick, it seems. Um, so Gibson looks like the third on that team. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I was happy that I put him in a couple lineups um, or in a lineup. Um, Tyler, Tyler Herman's probably not because I'm playing him in two leagues and I have him, I had Brian Robinson starting in two leagues. So that touchdown probably made him upset. Um, but yeah, I was all right with it. All right, let's move on to some FanDuel fun here then, Josh. Um, who do we like in the FanDuel contest this week? I, you can see I listed out three players. I wasn't trying to cheat, but I figured you and I would both universally agree on those first three just based on kind of the roles they've been thrust into. But who do you like individually this week? Yeah, those first three, um, I agree. I thought for a second that the price that you'd put for your last guy was the price for those three too, so I went back and checked my lineup because no. I have all three of those in my lineup, and I was like, you're lying to me. Sure. No. But... Um, but yeah, so I like uh, Alec Pierce this week. We talked a little bit about him last week, or in the last segment. Um, he's only fifty nine hundred, so um, you know I wouldn't play him over a stud if you have the available um, cashage. But um, I would I would say that if you're wanting to focus more on the running back or other positions, um, tossing him in there for fifty nine hundred isn't bad. And then Etn, somebody who has been uh, not necessarily doing the the hottest, but he's been um, his snap percentage has gone up and up. It seems so. I put him in for only sixty four hundred. Uh, similar. Situation situation though where you know he's he's definitely one of those guys if you're looking to save some money in one position um so you can spend more in another to grab he's only 6400 this week yeah and then the three we were talking about so daryl henderson he's obviously he just got thrust into the starting role almost like shadily as josh said um just yesterday so daryl henderson was only you know priced at 5700 this week against carolina he should be the starting you know starting running back um eno benjamin also thrust into the starting role with daryl williams and james connor at he's only 6300 and ramondre stevenson 7500 he should be the starter against cleveland as well um so i thought josh and i would universally agree on those so i just listen them out and then i like darius slayton um you know I've, I've been trying to find like daniel jones seems to have like one target he just loves in new york and that was sterling shepherd sterling shepherd you know tore that acl we all watched it you know tragically happen um and i you know it, se- it seemed like for whatever reason james Ritchie isn't the guy darius slayton got a bunch of targets last week um so if daniel jones continues to hone in on one target i like darius slayton just for the opportunity of course the floor is pretty low but who knows where that ceiling could be so darius slayton for 56 if you've spent big like i did on you know i bought um i bought josh allen and i bought um stefan diggs this week so you know i (laughs) I had to save some money elsewhere so darius slayton's a good cheap option i think um who who do you got busting this week josh uh well like you mentioned in the pre-pod we've got kind of the same guy here um not that he's bad uh but he's expensive Going up against a solid run defense who's shut down the last few run teams or uh, running backs that they played against. I've got Nick Chubb who's playing um, against New England this week. Um, he's 9,500. Um, I don't think that he's going to 
bust per se, but I do think that his value will not be um, equivalent to what his price is. Yeah, I mean, I, I also had Chubb written down. Sounds like we came to the conclusion equally um, before we put it in the notes. So, I mean, we saw what New England did last week. New England, Billy B is going to scheme some stuff off. He takes your best player away. Nick Chubb has easily been the best player on the bronze. And so he's going to be like, all right, we're going to stop the run game wholeheartedly. Um, or the best Billy B can. He's like, if, if these fucking Browns want to beat us, they're going to have to pass with Jacoby Brissett. So um so yeah i don't think you know chubb might have a touchdown and you know maybe 50 yards or something so maybe like a 10 11 fantasy points but you know when you're spending 9500 you're expecting you know like 20 plus out of your player so i don't think he will be a good value at the very least so i'm taking him a bust as well um moving on to the, some sleeper over under contest josh you and i love losing money to sleeper um i mean but i also am not afraid to contribute to them financially this way because otherwise there'd be ads on the platform and that's terrible so sleeper can take my two bucks a week or six bucks a week whatever it is who do you like in the sleeper over under contest this week bud uh yeah so i got two down this week uh Brees hall over 59 and a half rush yards going up against the packers defense uh, Packers defense might be a top two defense in the world, but um, they're playing like a uh, a top two defense in maybe Green in Bank. Elmo's world. So, uh, well, I said a world. So, um, but yeah, so fifty nine point five. It seems light for him, uh, especially with the past few weeks he's had. Um, but so I got him doing well um and then jacoby myers over 15 and a half receptions if he plays i know he's questionable right now but the the report that i just read said he's probably going to play um he had 111 last week 55 the week uh three weeks before that when he was healthy um and he seems to be that number one guy for mac or zappy or whoever is going to start in that team <laughs> zappy yeah um all right, so that's who we like with some gambling i think i put it in another bet but i didn't write it down i think it was you didn't like- tell you didn't share yours Oh, I didn't? Okay, sorry. Um, I like Jeff Wilson this week over 65-5. Jeff Wilson has gone over that, I think, the last four weeks in a row, and they're playing a a soft defense in Atlanta. And then Aaron Jones, um, they're playing the Jets. Aaron Jones seems like he needs to be – he has been trending to be the overall starter. Like, you know, we thought there would be maybe a 50-50 or 60-40, you know, know, opportunity there in Green Bay between him and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones has certainly been skewing the heavy favorite in opportunities. So as that trend continues to go, um, Aaron Jones hitting over 61 and a half rushing yards seems like a no brainer. So I like Aaron Jones this week as well. Yeah. All right. That's it for the sleeper over under Josh, just for a quick, like weekly preview then. Um, I mean, what are, did you get any good pickups on the waiver wire this week? Anyone you're excited about? Um, how do you feel like you're doing in your leagues? Cause obviously we missed your grain of salt. You don't have to go through your grain of salt, but just how, what's your fantasy vibe going into week six here? Well, like I said, I got Taysom Hill off the waivers in our league. Um, wasn't uh, necessarily, you know, I'm not necessarily happy about it, but uh, tight end is definitely going to be the position I need the most help in besides running back, wide receiver, um, and everything else. Um, so, you know, I got him. Um, other other free agency ads that I got, I don't, I don't, I didn't get anybody in guillotine. So I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there and it's just like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm staring at the gallows like, Maybe today, friend. Maybe today. <laughs> um, you know, overall, kind of looking at some teams here um, or another team. I didn't pick up anybody in the uh, Victoria's Secret League, um, and it, but my team looks like it's going to be a bit of a, a crapshoot this week uh, just because a lot of cues, a lot of buys, um, and so that that's fun. Um, 
but yeah, I know I know you had some good pickups in uh in guillotine if you want to talk about that a little bit. I mean, well, we'll see if that ends up being good, but uh yeah, I spent in in JWoww's guillotine league on Church's, you know, garbage website. Um I spent, th- you know, a third of my budget on Saquon Barkley and a third of my budget on Stefan Diggs. They were both became available this week, which is never a good sign, but um the, I guess the thing I'm happiest about, I mean, obviously you're blowing two thirds of your budget in week 6, which is normally not a great strategy. You normally want to have at least a good probably 5-6 hunch going into the end, but um I was like I got two top tier players here they could be the difference in winning or losing so i i just put in the bids i was like i'm not going to go over a third of my budget for either one of them and i won both bids um but the thing i was happiest about is that i wasn't like way over the market price like i think i you know i three three thirty three for both of them i think for stefan diggs the highest bid was like 328 and for barkley the highest bid was like 310 or maybe have those numbers reversed but the point is that like i didn't pay like seventy dollars higher than the next highest bid like i was right at kind of what the market rate was for that week so whether that's right or wrong that's the most satisfying thing to me is that i didn't greatly overspend and bankrupt myself unnecessarily if that makes sense yeah um i will add that i think that nikita had a pretty solid pickup in the brad's uh brutal guillotine league that i'm still in um i definitely has not been eliminated in that um but she picked up daryl henderson yeah some Um, fucking idiot dropped him Oh no! I mean, Josh, he was. I had to do it. Yeah, that was your Aethron pick too. Yikes! It was trending down. What do you want from me? I don't know. Love, uh, but yeah. So she was pretty happy about that because I'm pretty sure her running backs before that were uh, a, a duty do. Um, yeah, Cam Akers. I mean, I had I had Brian Robinson in that league. I have Lenny Lasagna. I have Damian Pierce. I have Michael Carter. I have Tony Pollard. I have J.K. Dobbins. Daryl Henderson was the odd man out. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you made the wrong choice. I'm just saying you made a bad choice. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not, not with the info uh, ahead of the time. Okay. Yeah, no, it's but. Um, so that was a pretty solid pickup for her. Um, otherwise, yeah, not, I have nothing of note, I guess, to add. Um, my grain of salt for last week, I went four and two, no big deal. Um, the two that I lost were in the Hidden Oaks uh, against the median and against my opponent. Um, but yeah. All right, Casey, we'll get out of here very quickly, but Casey Buffalo. I remember when I was watching that playoff game last year, I remember exactly where I was. I remember who I was watching it with, and they didn't really you know, give a shit about the game. But I, I, I turned to them at one point, and I was like, we are literally watching history here, just the back and forth of that game, especially at the end. Casey Buffalo last year in the playoffs was absolutely wild. Do you think the 330 game or 305 game, whatever it is, this week in Kansas City, do you think it'll live up to that same hype it had last year? Or will we see a bit more of a, not a dud, I don't think either of these teams can put up duds, but do you think we'll see more of like a 2024 game, maybe some better defense versus like a, you know, a 40, 40 game. I think we're going to see a repeat of the Thursday night game where it's going to end 12 to seven. <laughs> okay. Um, but what do you really think? No, I think that I, I do think that it'll be a little bit more of a back and forth. Um, I think that there are going to be opportunities for defensive plays, but once that offense gets into a rhythm, they're going to, um, you know, it'll be a chess match like that. All right, and then Sunday night, we've got the undefeated Cooper Rush playing the undefeated Eagles. Whose streak ends? Who's the real fraud? I want to say I want it to be the Eagles because of the Cooper Rush storyline, but I do think that the Eagles are going to get the win in this one just because they have been hot. So, um, yeah, Eagles. 
All right. I feel it. I hear it, Josh. We can go ahead and get the hell out of here. Anything else you want to say to the folks before we uh, before we dip set, as the kids would say? Uh, go Packers. All right. Don't forget about interacting in our Discord. We appreciate you so much. Or you can leave us voicemails at anchor.fm slash hoodbod slash message. And uh, best of luck to everyone in their week six matchups. Goodbye, everybody. Unless you're playing me. Bye. Oh, Josh. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Um, I was going to bring this up on the show, but I will actually be in town um, through the next week. Tuesday show. Do you want to get back together for old for old sake, or do you not have a good setup these days for accommodating a second? Um, I don't, but I could make one. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to, we could do next Tuesday um, together at, I guess, I would assume your place, because my dad doesn't have internet, so... Yeah, I've been why well, yeah, I've been stealing it from my neighbors, so perfect. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we can do that. I'll uh I'll, I'll run it by Nikita and then go from there. Sounds good, big homie. Alright, deuces, dog. Peace.